Oh yeah, yeah. They 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 are my squad, but I'm gonna be clear. Russell Westbrook is my favorite player, so I'm gonna still cheer for Houston. But OKC, I mean, I can't flip. I wanted to because that was some dumb shit they did. Excuse me for that, but <laughs> yeah. a, let let the church say it, man. Just let it go, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to flip, but I was like, nah, man. I'm still roll with them, but still gonna cheer for Russ too, though, man. Thank you for tuning in to Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. A show that's real, raw, and rough. We talk about life, sports, kids, money, relationships, you name it, we got it. So come on in, grab a seat on the couch, and let's get this show started. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode. What episode is this, Cash? Episode 13, baby. 13, 13 things. We back, we back. Don't sleep on the couch podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the man, Hadrico, and I'm right with my guy. Exec P. Man, the dog days of summer, man. It's one of those episodes, man. We got to make something out of nothing. Listen, we got to get in the kitchen. We got to whip it to the, push it to the limit, whip it, push, do something. We got to do something. We got to do something, man, man. How's your week been, man? Man, you know what? It's been kind of busy. Um, Sunday, I slept like I ain't had no business. Um, that's not that's not normal for me. Monday, got my little training class. Tuesday, it was a good time to hand out some strike for some folk. You know, I got to keep it on the hush because it ain't release, release time. But, you know, it was a good week so far. Yeah, man. Uh, you know me, man. Still learning a new job, man. So you know, I'm going in there pretending like I'm paying full attention, but it's a lot of information, and you know, trying to do the best you can. So that's you know, it's not physically, but it's mentally exhausting. And then you know, got some stuff at home, taking care of some stuff at home, man. So you know, everybody going every which way, man. So you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend, and the week barely even started. Well, sometimes it be that way, but when the week get like that, you know what you got to do. You got a pod. Yeah, man. Just talk it out. So, look, man, we're going to get right into it, man. First thing we got, we got coming up in sports. You know, we got some notable moves with the big rush trade. We're going to get into the music in the man cave. I don't know if you check that out, that big crit that came out. A lot of good songs on there got jams. At first, I wasn't feeling it, but, you know, after doing a deeper dive. After much urging. Yeah, he kind of had to send me songs. had to listen to him again. And then, you know, we got some crazy current events, couch potatoes, couch change, man. And then we're going to have our topic of the week. So without further ado, man, let's get right into it, man. Let's get right into this music. Yeah, man. So, you know, the only album that came out last week that I listened to that was worth my time, which I was looking forward to since uh, he dropped a few tracks, was uh, Big Crit. And that's Crit Is Here. That's K-R-I-T-I-Z here. Uh, Man, overall... Um, again, it just came out Friday, so I gotta let it grow on me a little bit, but I'm liking majority of the album. Anytime you got about, what, 16, 17 tracks on there, and you, and you, you're batting about 50% off the rip, you know, for first listen, it's worth, you know, letting the rest of those songs sink in, so I'm not one of those, hey, this is a classic, or anything like that, man, I just enjoy. You've, you've literally called things classic. What? Before. What have I called? I've called Other nothing al- a classic. albums you came out as album of the year. And yeah, that's not a classic, that's just the best album of the year. That's exactly okay. what I say. 
Okay, go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> so maybe I was wrong. But no, no, Big Crit is just you know uh, I won't say it will be up there with album of the year. You know I would come on with a different energy when I'm talking about something like this. So uh, you know I was a little disappointed in where it trailed off, and then some of the songs he released like last uh, last winter he had a mixtape that dropped, and he had an EP that dropped this year, and like at least four or five of those songs made it to the album, albeit good songs. But I dislike when artists do that when they drop EPs or little mixtapes here and there you know and then they drop the album and sprinkle a majority of those EPs or mixtape cuts on there I, I just don't like that I want all you were just music. looking for new raw music so my take on Crit man I felt like the first listen I really didn't get I didn't really didn't get too deep into it um I like his delivery I like his flow I think he did a very good job lyrically but at first it didn't move me then I started listening to a couple more songs and I actually started paying attention because, you know, sometimes you can be listening and you really ain't listening to what's going on. You're just hearing the music right. and, the, and the beat didn't necessarily grab me. But after getting back with it, man, some of the songs on there that really got with me, the song with um him and J. Cole goes hard. I love the uh, song with him and Lil Wayne. Um, it's not just because of the features because he had some songs in there where he was just holding it down. So overall, if I had to give it mics, five mics being the best, one mic being horrible, you know, I'd give it probably about a uh, three mics, maybe two and a three quarters. So it's 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 listenable, but it's not something that I'm like, man, crit is just banging. Yeah, man. I I think at the end of the day, once I, I sit with it a little bit, uh, you know, I may take those tracks that I you know sent you and and you know maybe another four or five, and that'll be my crit album. And you know that's you know it just is what it is, man. It's not a bad album by by no stretch of the imagination, man. So he did his thing on there. Um, but I did want to talk about a few singles, man. Uh, one song I couldn't stop playing, and I got to let y'all jam out to this, man, was that Wale and, uh, and Jeremiah, man. So they had a really dope album. Uh, not album, but uh, Wale's single just dropped. We've been on a tragedy for months. Why can't you agree with me for once? Maybe we can be on chill tonight. Maybe I can give you chills too. We've been on a tragedy. Why can't you agree with me for once? Yeah, maybe we can be on chill tonight. One time. Maybe I can give you yeah. In time. Many other brothers loved you, but this pleasure is mine. It's no pressure for us to say that I love you from now. So fuck that coffee shit. I just want us to be comfortable now. For real, who you love and who you want to pull up? Who don't care who you take Well, yeah, truth be told, that's uh, Wale called On Chill featuring Jeremiah. That's been in my rotation the entire uh, weekend. So I love my R&B, and I probably listen to that more than hip-hop, truth be told. So... Um, that's right on time, man, for the summertime vibes. Uh, Common also dropped uh, his single called Hercules with Swiss Beats, which is a pretty dope track. And then also, uh, to my disappointment, man, Nas dropped uh, one of the songs off the Lost Tapes 2 that is coming out, uh, I believe, next week or this Friday. I have to, can you fact check that Lost Tapes 2 uh, real quick? I got you. So uh, anyway, he dropped a song, and apparently whoever produced it is a... a uh, Pretty famous producer from back in the day. I have no essay on who this guy is, but I mean, whack is whack, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Nas is going to have some doper cuts on there as far as Lost Tapes go. But um, for whatever reason, they decided to put out this single and, and I really didn't like it. So I'm thinking uh, this week. It's saying July 2, but I mean, I don't know. 
right, so look for it. It's gonna maybe, come out in maybe, July. Maybe the tape is lost. <laughs> yeah, maybe that single made it. <laughs> maybe the lost cause. <laughs> but Listen, Nas like forty. Uh, yeah, like and I ain't, I ain't trying to shit on Nas and nothing like that because I know I'm gonna listen to it. But you know, sometimes Nas he he, he does have those duds that come out. But then. All my southern folk, man, Devin the Dude also dropped the album. I haven't got a chance to get a good listen to it, but a couple of tracks that I did here on the new Devin the Dude album was kind of nice. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And we'll uh we'll drop some links for y'all in there and at least let you guys get to uh, you know, our playlist and what we're listening to right now. Uh moving on, man. What we got next up? Couch Potato. Couch Potato. So listen, I have finally finished Stranger Things. All right, so at this point, people, if you have not watched Stranger Things Season 3, it might be time for you to just skip ahead, skip ahead until we get to the next topic. So, what what would you think about it, man? First off, so I didn't just watch it like you did. You know, I hadn't watched any of it, so I had to go back to Season 1 and watch it. And the first thing I kept saying, every season or every episode, why in the hell don't you move? Why are y'all staying in this neighborhood? Like... The neighborhood is not that nice. After season one, okay, you went through some things, you know, y'all with 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 the the underworld or the other whatever they call it. Then you come back and you stay in the same neighborhood. So in the last season, I was finally happy to see they finally got enough sense to move, but only one of them moved. The rest of them still staying there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not big into sci-fi, so I'm not really like a sci-fi type of guy. But I will say, if you watch this show. And you really give it a shot. It's hard not to get into it. Yeah, so I think a lot of it has to do with the character development and just the storyline. Like, it isn't huge on sci-fi, even though that's, you know, the the genre. But I just I just like it because overall it's just a, a good story. And, you know, it kind of gets you out of your, your my normal gangster flick and, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, season three, you know, out of all of them, and I probably have to say – uh. It's probably my least favorite one out of all all the really? seasons. Yeah, so I think I probably like season two uh, the most out of all three. But season three, by no means, was was a slouch, man. I just really, uh, you know, I mean, they kind of gave it away at the end on on uh, you know the cop, and of course, I don't know names because I watch too much TV. But you know, of course, he's gonna come back, and uh, you know, because when remember when they skipped that cell. Yeah, they said not yeah. the American. Not the American. So, of course, you know. It's looking like that might be him. That's At least that's a conspiracy theory. Um, You know, honestly, I feel like season two actually let me down. I'm going to tell you why. Because I feel like they introduced a character they could have went with, and they kind of just let it go. And that was her sister. You know? Yeah. Um, so maybe she comes back in Stranger Things 4, and it gets more amazing. But all in all, still much worth, still worth watching, still worth checking out. So if you on the couch and you potatoing it up, Go ahead and check out Stranger Things. Yeah, now, it's a quick watch, too, because it's about eight episodes yep. per season. So you, you'll be done if you dedicate yourself to that couch for, you know, a whole weekend. You know, take a Friday off, man. Just take a load off. You know, you work hard enough, you know. Dedicate yourself to about eight to, you know, what, 24 hours on a couch. Now, one thing I will talk about that was a phenomenal, phenomenal episode was Season three, episode one of Snowfall. Oh, man. Open up with a bang, baby. Bang. Open up with a bang. Competition man. on the block. Open up with a bang. I need one of them T-shirts for uh for the uh, music uh store that he opened up. Yeah, from Jer- for Jerome's. <laughs> yep, I mean, Jerome's. They, was having a, they was having a good old time in there, man. If you don't see Snowfall, man, to me, it's honestly probably one of the best TV shows um out right now, personally. 
I can look, I literally can watch it over and over again. I think it was a great show. I think it's well written. Um, shout out to John Singleton. I know he passed, but it looked like the cast and the crew are still living on and they're still keeping the show going. Um, the writing has not slouched. It is still going. Snowfall season three comes out on Wednesdays, correct? Uh, I'm not sure what day it comes on, but let me look it up, man. We got time. We ain't got nothing else to do. Uh, Snowfall. I think it is Wednesdays on FX. Wednesday nights. But listen, it's a great Wednesday. It's a great watch. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to see it. It's kind of got that. Um, yep, kinda, you're right. Wednesdays. Yeah, it's kind of got that. Um, Boys in the Hood, Menace Society type feel to it. Yeah, man, it's it's. It's great, man. All the characters are acting their asses off, and you definitely love it. A lot of twists and turns. A lot of, uh, you know, this is based on a true story. And, uh, you know, um, what is it? Freeway? Based on Freeway? Remember the original Freeway? So, yeah, um, if you don't know about Freeway, you can look them up as far as, uh, you know, uh, we'll say probably drug kingpins will go in the LA area. He was up there. Yeah, so uh, it's definitely a dope watch, man. Uh, Got to sit down, pay attention to it, and and let it rock out, man. But I've been on it since it first came out. Um, you know when I heard of you know John Singleton, uh, executive producing and directing it, so I was in off the strength of that, and it has not disappointed in the last uh, two seasons and, and episode one as well. Definitely now for me, I finally get my football fix this Friday. Last chance you. Last chance you. Yo, so are they going back to the uh Yeah, they going the big, back to the that. big white coach uh, yeah. that cussing everybody out? Not the one that was from last season. Yes, yes, they're bringing him back from Independence. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna like yeah. this, man. He I, you know, he got a little swag to him. I had to put the kids to bed. Yeah, when, when this when this episode when, when his episodes air. Yeah, this drops this Friday, man, and it's probably gonna be watched by me before the weekend's over with. So y'all need to go ahead and get tuned in and locked in because I'm gonna be ready to talk about it. Oh yeah, we're going through that whole thing. So that that'll be done and wrapped up. I have no plans. It's last chance you weekend. The uh, last chance you weekend. It is, it is, man. You know, we ain't got nothing else, man. We got baseball, you know, World Cups over with women's. Yeah, it's it's the dog days of summer for sports. Yeah, man. I'm not so. a huge um not a Marlin fan. I am a Miami Marlin fan, you know. By by proximity, by where you're from. By complete and utter proximity. I yeah. think I've ever watched a Marlin game on TV in my life. Yeah, man. So I'm a Yankees fan through and through. I've I followed up on, you know, ESPN updates and stuff like that, oh. but I have yet to watch probably more than ten games this whole season. So I'm not even gonna lie, but I know what's going on out there and I'm not gonna catch up until probably late August, early September. So uh, you a baseball aficionados out there? Uh, this is the podcast Wrong you looking podcast. for to get some updates. This ain't it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are on the couch and we are talking sports. We are going to the association. There was some big news this week. Cash, there was a big name traded, and I must say I was quite upset that he didn't go to the Miami Heat. Yeah, but man. Yeah, man. Just about what? You know, like what? It wasn't less than 24 hours before we, you know, wrapped up on the last podcast. And you, and were, I, you were I pretty just, much gloating. I just knew he, he, was was wear, he was wearing he was going to wear that black and red. Yep. But he's still wearing black and red, kind of. Because they have traded Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets. But we got a special guest because we can sit here and talk about this and we'll get more into it. But everybody thinks about Houston. People feel bad about Miami. But what happens to the fan of the Oklahoma City Thunder? And to give us that point of view, we got none other than Kenny. Kenny, welcome to the couch, baby. Yo, yo, welcome, man. Thank y'all for having me. Thank y'all for having me, fellas. So 
Okay, how? Tell me, tell me, what's the pulse of the Oklahoma City Thunder? How are you feeling after losing your true franchise player? Yeah, we just really want to know your stages of grief. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can say it feels like when Kobe retired, but it ain't a retirement. You know, hurt man, I'm hurt. I knew it was coming after PG got traded. It was just a matter of time of when and where, man. And like I said, 11 years with the franchise. We definitely in rebuild, man. Oh. Yeah, man. And I think it's karma. And you went through what, exactly what I went through when we when we lost that number one pick and we ain't get Zion, that's, huh? That's why I said I think it's karma because I was clowning you, and then next week you was clowning me. So, Kenny, yeah, Kenny, I feel Kenny, it. what you what I don't want you to do is don't ever put yourself on the level of the New York Knicks. He may want you to feel that bad, listen, but it's still <laughs> not that bad. And OKC is in New you, York. You you may be talking like we were just talking about making a bet on who's gonna have the better record, the Knicks yeah. or the Heat, yeah. because. And he wouldn't take the bet, ladies but, and gentlemen. But, but here's the thing. The fact that that is a consideration in my mind lets me know that your heat aren't as good as you think they are. You just mad because we got Jimmy Buckets. We got a guy who's a guy who's a guy. And on his fifth, what, four, fifteen in don't the worry, last three he's years. He's where he want to be. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for Kenny. Okay, <laughs> damn it. Straighten up. We are here for Kenny. We're here to give him some hey, support. No. Hey, it's all good, man. I just like hearing the banter because I wanted him to go to the heat, my damn self. Me so. too. Listen, at least we had the same page. But you know what? Kenny, let's, let's look at this from a GM standpoint. Sam Presti got y'all quite a bit in that PG now, trade, and then he turned around and got you some more first-round picks when he traded Russ. I mean, how does that make you feel? Now, that makes me feel great. The rebuild is going to be it's going to be classic. So, I mean, we ain't going to be probably nothing this year, but give us probably the next two, three years. He's good for scouting talent, and our player development is pretty good. So, that's the upside to it. So last week I was talking about, like, is he really that good of a GM? And, and hear me out. While on the surface, you know, drafting KD was a no-brainer. So that that's nothing that he really had to scout. Ru- Russell Westbrook, that's something that he took a chance on because, you know, people, he moved, they didn't move up, but, you know, everybody but wasn't even, as high on even Westbrook. Even taking Harden, nobody was on him either. Right, right. So those, those two picks, I'm going to give him uh, absolute credit for, but... I ain't giving him credit for Harden. Why not? Because Harden and OKC was okay. Harden now is ridiculous. Harden is this man of. He, listen, what? he is. He's on the. He's, I, from, he's transformed from the player that he I was think, at OKC. I think he was the same player. You just didn't get him in enough to see it because he was coming off the bench. That could be true. Yeah, but my thing was like, you know, if we praise him for getting them, we got to also praise him or not praise him or be critical of giving them up for. Oh, already what been critical him, for four, for $4 million. For. Yeah, he definitely should have signed him. Yeah. I, like you say, being a fan, I've been critical of all his moves, and I praise him for the good moves, but definitely letting him go for four mil. And that wasn't just like that year. That was like the whole total contract. It was like four million. So that was bad on his part. And then, you know, remember that uh, e, E60 when he was pretty much like, yo, I was – Thinking I was coming he back. He didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. thinking he was coming back, and you know they were gonna yeah. give it one more run, and they had plenty more runs in them with oh, yeah. KD, uh, you know, in tow, and then you know he just kind of blew that up, and all to keep Serge Ibaka. So that that for me was like, I don't know. Even with all these picks, I don't know who you guys are going to lure there if you're gonna be able to do it again, like so, you did with Paul yeah. George. Hold on one second though, you know. We giving him a hard time because we now see what James Harden is, and he let go exactly. of James Harden. Yeah. But let's go back 
Yo, Serge Ibaka at that time was like a defensive player of the year. I mean, yep. Serge was actually super nice. And to have a nice big to go with KD and Russ. So it may seem like a horrible decision today. But back in that time, it, it was it debatable. Was, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was yeah. a debatable move. Now, are you still a fan of OKC? That's what the people really want to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they are my squad, but I'm going to be clear. Russell Westbrook is my favorite player. So I'm going to still cheer for Houston, but OKC, I mean, I can't flip. I wanted to because that was some dumb shit they did. Excuse me for that. But <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Let, let, let the church say it, man. Just let it go, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to flip, but I was like, nah, man. I'm still rolling with them, but still going to cheer for Russ too, though, man. So how do you think y'all season go? Do you think y'all even anywhere in contention? Because the kid y'all got from the, the Clippers, um, Alexander, He's actually yeah, kind of nice. Get, uh, Nick Gallinari is nice. You still got Steven he, Adams. He's going to be a rebounder. dope point guard for us because I watched him at Kentucky too. So I was actually kind of good and glad with that move that we at least got him off of him. So I think he'll hold it down that point. But this year, we probably won't win more than about 25 games, if that. I, I think y'all better than that. And, and let me give you a couple reasons why. You still got uh, Dennis Schroeder, who honestly is a starting caliber point guard. Who you have him now? You got him and Alexander in the backcourt. You still got Stephen Adams, who people can say what they want, but he's a good rim protector and he's a great rebounder. I think he's gone too. It, no, quiet he's kept. no, I'm just saying I think he will be gone before the season. They starts. gonna get rid of his. They trying to clear all that contracts out, man. They gonna get rid of him. So let, let's talk. Okay, I still give y'all a little more credit than y'all giving them for. Now I don't think y'all making the playoffs, but I think y'all win. I'm going to go ahead and say 31 games, you know, but, that's my projection. But one last thing before we move on from uh, OKC and, and kind of talk about what Russ and, and Harden are going to do together in Act 2. One thing I did want to give Presty uh, credit for is the time frame in which he got those picks for most of the picks he's gotten in both trades. It's like yeah. long after their superstars will be like in their mid-30s. So yeah, exactly. the, time, the time frame of those picks are very smart. Uh, as far as that goes. Hold on, before you move, we got one more thing I want to talk to him about. Now, you got CP3. Ah, uh, yeah, where is he going? Chris Paul's on the team. <laughs> don't look like he's going to stay. You know, I, I can't front. I don't want my Miami Heat to take him unless we're going to get a bunch of picks for it. But nobody wants him, man. Like, have you heard nobody, anything? Yeah, no, nobody wants that contract. Twitter's been quiet. <laughs> That's they, the, the jump's been quiet. Listen, anything I watch has been came quiet back on it. and said, we'll take Chris Paul if you give us our two first-round draft picks back. Exactly. And Sam Presti ain't going to do that, man. He's trying to keep them picks. I don't know why. We're going to win the championship. And this sucks, too, because he gave up so much of his game to let Harden cook while he was in Houston. He lost lost like three years being over there, man. Yeah, and now, you know. Did he lose three years, or or is it going to be the old Chris Paul when he gets back into it? So, for example, if he goes to Miami, he now gets to be be the ball-dominant point guard that he once was. With him and Jimmy Butler, Deion Waiters, you know, and some of those other young pieces of talent, can we see a resurgence of the old man, or you think it's just over? It's written, I, I don't off. think so, because now he's too injury-prone, man. I think he's too injury-prone to, to even carry that load now. Yeah, he got to be a number two. I think uh, a cool number three now, you know, yeah, at 34. He, he, yeah, he can't, he can't do it, man. He can't even play a whole season. And then to go and try to be the true one and carry that, nah, that's going to be tough. I don't think he'd be the one in Miami. I just saying I think he'll put his hand on the basketball, which I think what Chris Paul does well is kind of being able to orchestrate the offense. And I think that was the biggest change for him in Houston. This may be a crazy question, but I just thought about it. Who would you rather have at this point in their careers at their age, Rondo or Chris Paul? Chris Paul. 
For real? I'd rather have I'd rather have Chris Paul too, man. Rajon Rondo, him and Ben Simmons got the same shooting jump shooting jump shot yeah. coach. Rajon yeah. Rondo, like I didn't even think it made sense for the Lakers to sign him when they At least I know him, Chris Paul gonna hit an open exactly. shot. Exactly, and you know Chris Paul gonna go out there and give you everything. I'm not saying Rajon don't give a great effort, but I still rather have Rajon Rondo. Also, Jr. Smith was waived today by the by the Cavaliers, and he will not be going to the Lakers. Let's make that clear. That's they put that out there. LeBron Quickly. said, "Hell no." Nah. <laughs> when they said, "What you think about Jr. Smith?" LeBron said, "That's trash." <laughs> he said, "That's trash." <laughs> But nah, yo, he don't, he don't want that again. And then you know, it's crazy because all the banana boat boys and everybody that's LeBron friend can't yep. seem to quite get on LeBron's team in their older age. You don't you don't see them advocating for nobody, no Chris Paul, no, uh, no Carmelo, yeah. no Jr. So you know he know they watch, and I don't, I don't think either one of those guys really will work again. Y'all uh, think Melo? Y'all think Melo got anything left in the tank? Uh, I don't. I think the game's passing by. I think uh, what yeah. uh, what was somebody? I think who was it? Chauncey Billups. Did you hear what Chauncey Billups yeah, said about him this yeah, week? I think mm-hmm. that was that was clear as day, man. Like Melo refused to acknowledge that he ain't that guy no more. Like he was literally laughing at you guys' press conference a couple years ago. Remember? Yeah, when um, he was like, "They want me to come off the bench." Yeah, and he just made a mockery yeah. of that. And at that point, he was. He wasn't Should've even a star. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't exactly. even a star. He was a, a role player at that point, but he was he didn't want to acknowledge it. So that's why he out the league, man. He refused to just go be a good teammate and, you know, go, you know, kill on the second unit. Like, I think if, exactly. if he could if he could accept that Dwayne Wade type role that Dwayne he Wade would be, played last he, he year, could do it. Yeah. I think I would accept him in Miami, even at his age. Um, but he would have to be willing to accept that role, and I think that's something that he just wouldn't be able to do. You know, sometimes you got, a man's pride is one of the most yep. stubborn things in the world, man. But I mean, speaking, you got to ask yourself: could he could he probably come off the bench and give you ten to fifteen points if he wanted to? Easy. I think he could. Easy, but he just don't want to. He just don't want to accept it. And that's the thing: his his game translates for him to play well into his mid thirties. Exactly. You know, but I I just think his. When he mentally gets there, he might be back. Like so, I think on uh, midseason, if he doesn't get signed in this offseason, midseason, he might be on a contender. Uh, but it just depends on you know what injuries happen and and who gets desperate enough. But I think he'll be back in the league probably around January. He's probably going back to New York. I mean, that'd be a nice nice way to go out. I was lying. Nobody yeah. would go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> hate it. You hate it. Yeah, I might take look. I'm gonna take you up on that bet, man. Cool. Hey, y'all dinner, hit dinner. Line. It's dinner. It's dinner. just dinner. dinner. I okay. pay. I pay dinner. for your dinner, dinner. And Knicks will have a better record than the Heat, even with your little Jimmy Bucket signing. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just got a free dinner. Can y'all please just t- chime in and send me a message where I should take my dinner at? Because I know I'm about to win this bet. Anyway, Kitty, man, what, what's your uh, thoughts on uh, on what you know Westbrook and and Harden gonna look like in Act Two? Well, you know. I'm I'm going with them working. Everybody thinks because they both control the ball a lot that it ain't gonna work. But I mean, I think it will. You could have Harden taking a break, and now you got to still Westbrook could have the floor spread, and he actually got shooters. So Harden could take breaks and not be so ball dominant. I just need to see how Russ will be not on the ball because we didn't see that a lot in OKC with him playing a two or anything. So if he can adjust off the ball, and Harden could take a step back and get off the ball a little bit. I think they could be dangerous, man, because he could get a lot of open shots with the, for them other guys. Because still one-on-one, ain't nobody standing in front of Russ, man. 
I think it's quite the opposite. I think the person that should step back is Harden. And the reason being is because he can catch and shoot. He's a lot better than doing that. Hey so man, you let, that's what I just said. You know what I'm saying? So I just no, you, said I think, different. No, you didn't. You said that. Uh, I said if Russ can run the one and Harden go to the two, he'll have the floor open up. I said, but I'm worried about how would Russ play at the two when Harden wants the ball. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think Russ should be the ball dominant one because he got shooters around him. But I'm just saying when Harden has the ball, I worry about what Russ is going to be able to do because he's so used to having it. Got you, got you. Oh, yeah, so, I think Russ so after you said it the- that time, you you still didn't say what you said, but it's okay. I mean, I feel what you, I, I think I'm I'm getting what <laughs> you know meant it. to say. I, I'm getting I'm getting the the jokes of what you mean to say. I so, think Russ should be the primary ball handler because he got more shooters. How about that? There you go. Now I don't think James Harden's going to go for that. Um, I think James Harden had the career years, MVP years, MVP runner up years running the point. I think there's something that they have going that is special there. What I don't get about Russ is that I don't feel like he fits the, the shooting aspect of D'Antoni's offense. He does. Now, he does. D'Antoni's offense is, is, is two options. Either you shoot or you do a layup or dunk. I think Russ got the layup and dunk part down pat. Yeah. But as he gets older in years, he's going to slow down. And that's where this is the mm-hmm. time of the NBA career where that jump shot kind of comes into play. So I think Russ is still going to give them a good, good fit. I think it's going to be a better fit than people think. Do I think yep. this is the move to put them over the top? No, I do. I don't think this is the move that actually, when you start thinking about the way the West is going to look next year, I can't even say this team gets out of the first round. It's all about matchups, man. It's all about matchups yeah, and who's it's healthy. About the matchups. It's yep. all about matchups and who's healthy because if they run into a, because you got to think about the, the regular season is going to have somebody like Denver and Portland, one, two, three. Yeah, that's just yeah. my, that's just in Utah, possibly four. So, those teams are going to be fighting for home court be, because the yeah. rest of them, the the Lakers, Clippers, they feel like no matter what we get, as long as we get into this thing, we'll beat we'll beat them. Why is everybody just acting like the Golden State Warriors just fell off the map? Yo, that's what I told everybody, man. If Clay comes back healthy, them dudes ain't gonna just roll over. They still got Steph, Clay, and Draymond. I mean, it ain't they, gonna be no easy walk. Exactly. And then you just added D'Lo, so. I ain't counting them cats out unless Clay come back and he can't play, man. If he comes back and he's 85, 90%, Golden State still going to have to be reckoned with. And everybody just kind of acting like, oh, yeah, Golden State just fell off because they lost KD. Um, they were good mm-hmm. before they had KD. A 73 wins. Exactly. So 73 let's, wins. Let's not forget that part of it. So I think that, like I said, that West is just so wide open that you don't know what's going to happen. And even with the West being as competitive as it is, everybody just kind of leans towards the West. But honestly, the Eastern Conference has gotten better as well. NBA as a whole this year is going to be great. I say the top, yep. the top two teams in the East, and then when you know, of course, when KD gets hurt. But just for next year only, you know, really Milwaukee and and Seventy Sixers can take out anybody yep. out west. Philly, to me. definitely Philly, man. Philly got good with that Horford signing. You know, I think you forget Miami. Look, man, if we go one more podcast and you mention this damn Miami. <laughs> 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 it's over, man. Y'all go get Chris washed up, Chris Paul. Yeah, you trying know, to get the heat of it. Any yeah, anyway, he can, man. He gonna mention his little Heat team, man. I, I'm, I'm trying to not talk about the Knicks, you know, because it's not relevant because they're horrible. Yeah, let me tell you something. If we get Chris Paul, I'm gonna tell you something. My whole tune gonna change. Oh, because wow. right now, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Listen, y'all hear a lie today on July. What's the day? 16th. Chris Paul is washed up. He's old. He's injury prone. But if he plays for the Heat. 
He's a veteran. He's savvy, and he's very a cagey vet. Is a cagey vet. Hey, hey, what what are you gonna get for dinner, Fred? After you waiting? Oh, oh so you side with him? You know, <laughs> matter of fact, I give you a bet too. I, I bet we have a better record than OKC. Oh uh, man, I ain't taking that bet. I said we might not even win twenty. Okay. Yeah, like like I said, man, Knicks filled out horrible. that roster quite a bit, man. The Knicks are horrible. I'm I'm telling you, you look Worst at them signings, man. I'm not saying they're gonna be in the playoffs, but I'm just saying they're not gonna be a rollover. When I say New York, you say trash. New York, hey, trash. Man, look, New York, trash. Look, we'll both be playing hey, eighty-two I know, games. I know this, y'all hosting this, but I got a question for y'all. Okay, since we're on basketball. What do y'all think about the speculations that LeBron had Rich Paul not sign that that he had the more one of the Morris brothers not sign with the Clippers, so he wouldn't be a threat to LeBron and the Lakers. You so, know, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't doubt it. Matter of fact, I think LeBron sneakily is pulling all kind of dastardly moves. I think LeBron probably did have something to do with it because he realized that the Clippers are getting disgustingly good. They got a lot of depth and they have probably the best defensive front court. I mean back yeah. court that I've ever seen. Like I don't yeah. if you play guard, just quit. When you go in, just just quit that night. They possibly got three all NBA defenders on their team right now. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think it ain't got nothing to do with LeBron. I just think it has to do with Rich Paul being a great agent for superstars and not for the other stars so but he didn't get him more money though right he lost he lost more money with the clippers right so i'm thinking he's a poor agent for a guy like a marcus morris Ah, okay of those guys of that stature because the speculation is that lebron was probably like nah you need to get him not to go but he's also clippers but he's also the uh agent for nerland's noel too and nerland's noel is nobody but he also yeah. turned down a what a seventy million dollar uh total contract like a year or two ago with the Mavs. Who he, he played did. for now? He did. He played with he plays with the OKC. Mavs. And then the uh yeah now he's with OKC. And then you know he got traded from the uh not traded from the Mavs. He got picked up by OKC. And now he's signing yep. for what? What was it? Four point five million. Not, yeah, not close to that. So man, nowhere right. near close. So he lost out on money too with you know holding out and. So I don't. I just think it's bad advice. So I don't think he's as good of an agent as he's made out to be. Um, but he's better yeah. for the superstars who have more leverage. I, since we, since got we it. since we dabbling in conspiracy theories, I got one. Magic Johnson. Everybody knows who Magic Johnson is, right? Do, yeah. do you think it's safe to say that Magic Johnson is an intelligent man? When it comes to business, yeah. Okay. Would yeah. you? Would you? Would you? Would it be safe to say that Magic Johnson can be calculated when he needs to be? Absolutely. Yeah. So everybody says one of the reasons Kawhi didn't choose the Lakers was because Magic Johnson decided to leak and run his lips. But here's the thing. I don't think that was by accident. I think Magic Johnson just got fired from what just quit the Lakers for them backstabbing him. And what better way to say, damn you, and everybody yeah. from you to say, when you get the best chance to sign Kawhi after you made all that cap space, what can I do to ruin this for the Lakers to make sure you're not as good as you want to be? Because, I mean, technically, if the Lakers are great and he's not there, he can't get the credit. So what better way to stick it to the Lakers than to say, hey, everybody, Kawhi called me at church. Who says that? Who tells somebody you called him at church? Why are you even answering wow. your phone at church? Yeah, that level of detail. You know Kawhi. Yeah, I, did, with I, that. Did, yeah I, I didn't even see see it like that, but you're right, man. I that's, mean, he just got let go by them. That's Magic Johnson. You know he ain't letting it slip on, on accident. He's like, I got one for y'all. It's showtime. 
Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then Rob Palinka still they still was thanking Magic for like you know Magic put this in place this that yep. and third so they trying to save face as well because I think part of what Magic left for was true but I you know I think it was a terrible way to in how he left you know yeah. I think this is his this was his big get back to say okay I got one for y'all since y'all want to play crazy watch this no Kawhi for you. Yeah, and you know Kawhi yeah. team loves, you know, anonymity and, you know, just keeping yeah. things on the hush. So yeah, that maybe was a test to see if things would get leaked and the level of detail was saying he got called in church. In church. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't Not know, a man. coincidence. Stranger things. He was from the upside down world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but, I mean, this is like the first year, man, where – not the first year because I'm an NBA head, but, I mean, I will be glued to the TV and be up late oh, yeah. nights here in Germany – the entire basketball season. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. This is probably the first year that I'm looking forward to basketball more than football because I'm a football person. I'm gonna need you to calm down. I'm really looking forward to the NBA. Like I just want to skip the football season and get to the basketball. Oh, I'm, for I'm, sure, I'm for gonna sure. need you to calm down with with, with takes like that. Oh, you, <laughs> while I, I agree with you, basketball is gonna be interesting. Hey man, we, I'm just saying. This king, never, all season this year is classic, man. We will never, never, ever, ever overlook America's sport. Which is football. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's another. I mean, you want to bet on the Eagles and the Bucks? Do you want to bet on that, too? What's the bet? We'll have a better record than y'all. In which way? <laughs> Division. I, regular I season. Say, don't, take, don't take that bet. <laughs> Listen, right now we re- rebuilding, you know. <laughs> Let me talk to you about week eight. Yeah, for sure. We can, re- we can revisit this. We can revisit this. But yeah, Kenny, man, uh, yo, man, we'll wrap up, man. You got any, uh, any things you, I know you a man of many, uh, traits there, man. You got anything you, uh, into right now you want to plug or whatever before we, uh, let you go? Uh, nah, man, I just thank you guys for having me on, man. You know, get out, get the little stuff off my chest about the, the thunder. Had it all built up waiting for this, man. So well, look, we gl- we're glad to have you on the couch, man. Anytime you more than welcome to come back, man. Y'all give a round of applause for our guest, Kenny. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all boys be easy, man. All right, man. When All we right. break down this uh this NFL season, man, we were gonna hit you up, man, and talk oh, about def- your, oh, your bum ass 49ers. Come on, bro. <laughs> we, we about to we about to be great. Don't let that D line fool you. We probably gonna have the number one defensive line in the league this year. Y'all D line? That's you trash. Right now. Oh, uh, all right. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll we'll bring you back to talk about them, man. All right, thank you for joining, man. All right, y'all. Cool. So, <laughs> as we move on, let's go ahead and get on the couch change, man. Couch change where we start talking about that wonderful bottom dollar. So, this week, man, we've hit y'all with a lot of good things, but I want to hit y'all, I want to focus in on the emergency fund. I always say broke people have emergencies, um, financially stable people have inconveniences. So, there's a such thing as a baby emergency fund, and that's when you got $1,000. And I say $1,000, not $1,000 in your Roth, not $1,000 in your TSP or your mutual fund or your CDs. This is $1,000 liquid cash. That's the baby step one. That's the small emergency fund that you want to have. Once you get that, then you want to start working towards getting three to six months of income. But then when you count that three to six months of income, you got to think about what are you counting? Are you counting bills into it? Are you counting cardinals? Are you counting Netflix into it? Are you just saying the basics, basic of essentials? Because you want to get to that point next, that three to six months income. This is when you start building that emergency funds. And I promise you guys, once you start to build that emergency funds, you will realize that emergencies come less and less frequently. So, Mercy fund is a word of the words of the day. So you want to get on that. And if you don't know how to get on that, it's going to start with this, with the B word. And I'm not talking about um, billions. I'm talking about budgets. Start a budget, work on a budget. 
Absolutely true, because I had two emergencies in the last week, and uh, even though I want to give that bread up for these emergencies, because these emergencies are not mine in nature, but you know it is what it is, and you know you got to pay for what you got to pay for, and it's a lot less of a blow had I not you know planned ahead for these type of emergencies. So uh, that thousand dollar window that you're talking about, that's uh, me in a nutshell, brother. So it happens, man. It happens, and you know a little minor setback, but. You know, it's not as big as a setback and, you know, kids still eating, everybody's still flourishing. And, and that's kind of what you, you want to the goal to be ultimately is for you to take that blow and, and continue on. So um, and one thing I want to put out there for you guys, uh, uh, Instagram page that I follow um, that I got from the missus It's called Clever Girl Finance. Now, it's a female people who put out some finance stuff, man, but they have some great little tidbits and stuff like that for you to get in to you to get behind and kind of really get you focused on your finances. Um, one day put out said six months of serious focus and alignment can put you five years ahead in life. And, you know, you start talking about what you're doing with your money and aligning and taking a look at it. A lot of things that you can do to get yourself in a better situation. So a lot of stuff out there, I think they got a book and everything else going on. So get your finances together because when the money wrong, everything's wrong. Nothing goes right. The relationship, the, the arguments, the everything. Yeah. Right? Keep them, uh, keep them credit checks consistent, people, because, uh, you know, people out here stealing your identity every day. So keep them consistent. Uh, I wanted to touch on uh, some apps that we touched on a couple episodes ago, but feel it's uh, appropriate to bring them back up now that we talk about uh, some money saving tips. Uh, Acorns app, man, I got put onto that about three to four years ago, man. It's just basically, you know, your couch change, man, is exactly what it is, man. If you spend five... $4.87 at the store is going to round up and take, uh, if you set your, your account to, you know, every time you spend about $5, it will, will deposit. What it does is you spend $4.87, it'll set aside 13 cents. And the next time you use your card and you spend $4.50, it'll set aside 50 cents. And it'll wait until it gets to five, about five bucks. It'll take that five bucks, transition it to your Acorns account, and that will be kind of like a savings of sorts for you. Uh, you'd be amazed how easy you get to that thousand uh, dollar threshold. If you are a person that use uh, your cards, you can link whatever card you want to credit card, debit card, uh, you name it to that account and you will, you know, pay yourself essentially uh, throughout the year. So if you are a card user and not a envelope stuffer, as far as what we talked <laughs> about last week, then this is the, the app for you. And now one other thing that I want to kind of hit on is when you start talking about this emergency fund, and sometimes people get confused between savings and investing. So savings, and I'm, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be simple to nobody, but savings is a short term. You know, it's when you're putting aside money for future purchases. That's when you're saying, I want to go get this, this new item, and you're saving towards it. When you invest in, this is a long term that you put aside to make, in order to make your money grow. So knowing the difference between the two, just a savings is something you can easily access. You can't do that with investing. Examples of savings, vacations, car replacements, examples of investments, your retirement and your rental property. So learn how to save and invest for yourself. But before you can get to all those points, you got to get that emergency fund done. And if you don't have it, work on it and get that budget together. So that's what I got for you for the for the couch change. And I think we can keep moving. All right, man. All right. All right. So what what we got next, man? Uh, some current events, man. So you were telling me oh. about this. Uh, oh, I, I totally missed the boat on, oh, on my this. God. Ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, over 1 million people have signed up to go storm Area 51. Oh, my God. You got to be the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. First off, 
when you get to Area 51, there's 40 miles of desert before you get to the front door. <laughs> so when you go through the outside perimeter gate, you got 40 miles. What you going to do in 40 miles of desert? Most Americans can't even walk a half a mile. So let's say, let's say, hell, shits and giggles. You walk these 40 miles. How you going to get in the door? You said America. You said a million people done signed this Bruh, fake petition. Let me pull or... this up right now. I will pull up the actual numbers. Right now, if you go on Facebook and you type the word Area 51, it will tell you, let's see. Storm Area 51 on September 20th. They cannot stop us. Oh, I'm sorry. 2.4 million are going, are interested. First off. Y'all have got y'all have lost y'all mind. Way too much time on your hands, man. People what got you, way too much time. What do you expect to find? I have I have no idea, man. I have no idea what's going on with this, man. This shit blows my mind. I don't know mind. if any of my friends that's on here is saying they some going. people. Some people just signed up just just to be idiots and follow the page. That's but all. But you don't know. You know what's funny? Though? Just a troll. As soon, as soon as you sign up and say you're going, you know the government probably writing your name down. Like, okay, got this idiot. Yeah, man, I think a lot of people just trolling, man. That's all I think, man. Area 51. That's, that's crazy, man. They say I, the people at Wright Pat, when they see the people talking about storm, storm, storm in Area 51, the people at Wright Pat like, yeah, go right ahead. Because, you know, apparently the remains from Roswell was taken to Wright Pat in this supposed hangar called Hangar 18. See, this is all this all. So you done, done some research yeah, on that. Yeah, I've been looking into this, man. <laughs> Ancient <laughs> secrets, man. They say the right back. People say that's where they got it. Uh, take the lead on this one because I have nothing. Listen, I know it. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I won't be going in no area, nothing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I barely want to go in my work area. You think I'm going to go to area yeah, 51? I, I don't, don't want to go where I'm not wanted. Nah, man. Mm-mm. Matter of fact, it's going to be the first ever, man. Let me give it to y'all early, man. The Coucher of the Week is all 2.4 men of you who talk about you for the storm area 51. Sit your ass down. And do not go to that damn gate. Don't waste daytime or your time, man. That's it. Couch of the week. Everybody who's trying to go to Area 51. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, yeah, man, we got to move on from that because that, that's just I have enough for the idiotic people that follow, man. But, yo, uh, so, man, we got the relationship life discussions, man. So, you know, usually, you know, we have a guest come on, you know, but we guess didn't necessarily work out how we wanted to. But, you know what? It's funny. This is what I want to talk about. And. Somebody brought this topic to me. My wife brought it to me. She said, uh, she wanna talk about how men say they babysitting their own kids. And it's like it's not babysitting when it's your kids. Do you ever say that? That you I'm willing to babysit the kids? Oh no, I don't let that slip out of my mouth. I'm I'm too seasoned to to let that slip out of the mouth, man. But uh But you be thinking it. Uh not really. Not really, man. I don't I don't think about it, man. So, you know, the way I see it is, man, equal responsibility, even though it really isn't equal. You know, my wife has the kids a lot more and they gravitate to her. But no, nah, I don't ever feel like I, I deserve a cookie or, you know, I, you know, I just watch the kids how I watch the kids. And she does that's the way she and does. See, and that's the, that's the problem. See, because we watch kids different men and women watch kids. When, when, when my wife watches kids, she is literally watching the kids like she is with them. They're doing something. I watch by sight. I mean, by hearing, you know, if, if they downstairs playing, I hear a loud noise. Hey, what y'all, what y'all doing now? And then they know it stops. So I'm like, oh, I guess they OK. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can babysit your own kids, but you know, I believe I do believe daddy daycare is real just because of the different styles and how you you um 
Yeah, as long as I can see them in the vicinity and there ain't nothing wrong, like, you know, you know, my, my kids like to be on their own and doing their own thing around the house, even down to the little one-year-old. She, you know, she, it's, that's how she mark her territory. She like to walk around the house. Uh, who am I to coop her up? So as long as I can see her in, in earshot, you know, it's all good, man. You know, but sometimes, you know, when you ain't exactly watching them, you know, you may do things like accidentally stab your kid. So, uh, yeah, man. So yesterday. <laughs> What the hell? Yesterday, man, I didn't know where she was. Like, she'll frequent and, you know, just be in the kitchen at random times or she's in the, you know, walking around. So, anyway, man, you know, I got my plate, man. We had some uh, some turkey uh, or whatever, uh, turkey flats or whatever. So, I'm, you know, cutting that up and I had a pretty sharp knife or whatever. So, you know, I bumped into my wife. I was just turning around and just put the uh, plate in the sink. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the knife fell. And then who was right there? My baby girl. So, yeah, of course, the pointy part, you know, it didn't go directly down on her foot. But it did, uh, you know, did poke her, though. So, so um, but yeah, man, I felt bad. If y'all could, please call, call Child Protective Services. This man should not be alone with children. I wasn't. My wife was there. So, you know, so you blaming both of y'all? I just, you know, it just, you know, accidents happen, man. Accidents happen. The other kid busts his knee walking up the steps the other day. Now he has an accident too, huh? Now he think he got fluid in his I knee. Feel like, I feel like episode of Fat Album, are you sure that's what happened? Yeah, man. So, I mean, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't watching near, not, near one of them at the time, man. So, you know, just things that happen, man. Things that happen out there. But uh, the other thing is, man, how's work been for you, man? Man, work ain't been bad, man. You know, you just kind of get it in and, and figure it out. Um, what you need to do? Yeah, man. So you know, starting this new job, man. You know, you have a lot of different personalities. Uh, you know, working, and I'm just seeing and feeling everybody out, man. And, and so far, so good, man. But you know, me, man. Even if I didn't necessarily care for people, man, that probably wouldn't be the the, the time and place to kind of you know approach it, man. And how I, do you deal with people at work who get on your absolute last nerves? Because I think everybody has somebody at the job that you like, I can't stand this person. I mean, I just don't associate with you, man. Like, I, I know how to sep- separate myself and not, not fuck with you if I really don't, you know, care for you too much, you know. So, you know, but you'll, you'll know it because at work I'm, you know, totally standoffish, especially if I don't want to have conversations with you. So it's really not that hard for me to diso- disassociate myself from anybody I don't particularly care for as far as whether I don't respect their work ethic or whether I just don't respect them as a person. So, um, but you know, most people don't even know that well. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't get close to a lot of my coworkers, man, to even have that type of dislike for them. So it, for me, it, it always is strictly work. And the people that I do get close to, uh, they know who they are. They are, man. And uh, you know, it, it's kind of cool with that. So my last job, man, I you know got close to everybody, but it was like over three years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it wasn't no overnight thing. And you know, we had to, we had to, we went on a lot of TDYs and. For the people that are civilians, that's when we go on work trips together to do our job. And, you know, you learn a lot about people outside of work. So I think that's where we kind of got closer in nature. And that might happen with, with this job as well. So some people, you know, how some people aren't cool at work, but outside of work, they're a blast to be around. No. You know, that may that may be the case. Well, you don't really mess with people too much, man. No, I don't. But you know what? <laughs> when I go to work, I mess with everybody. And w- listen, from from from... 7.30 to 4.30, hey, how you doing? All right. <laughs> you know some of your coworkers listen to this, and it, this would translate as you being kind of phony. <laughs> it's not phony. It's that we at work, 
And whether I like you, love you, or hate you, guess what? I got to work with you. So why would I make it uncomfortable? Why would I go there being like, I can't stand you? That's one way to look at it. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to try to make the best of it. I'm going to speak. I'm going to be cordial. And I'll never let my left hand know what my right hand doing. Yeah, I hear you, man. That's that's a way to be. Have you ever got like, have you ever like been uh, mistreated for being too close to a co- coworker that made you that way? Or have you always been that way to where you really didn't mess with people at work, outside of work? You know, I realized a long time ago, people ain't shit. <laughs> Meaning, and sometimes <laughs> that person who you think is really got is supposed to be your homie, supposed to be your ace, they can turn around and have the biggest knife to put in your back. So therefore, you know, if if I keep expecting everybody to be great, somebody said a long time ago, you got to stop looking at other people expecting to see you. So I, once I stop expecting to see me and I start accepting people for who they are, it made things a lot easier. So therefore, I can't, I can't, you can't screw me if I don't give you a chance to screw me. Yeah, you can't. You definitely. It's like anything else, man. You can't tell everybody your business. You can't tell everybody what you're going through. And then sometimes you just got to keep it pushing and keep it professional at all times. And, and that way, your work life doesn't ever blur, blur the lines. And, and, and it's weird, man, because like when I left my old job, like it's, it happened on both fronts. Either people requested me on social media or I requested them. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it, it's a lot different. Like, people are like, okay, now that, now that you're not my supervisor and now that we don't work together, like, my old troop actually said that. Like, hey, man, now that we, you're not my supervisor, man, I'd love to have you over for dinner and, and barbecue and have some beers. And I'm like, all right, cool, absolutely. But I totally got that. Like, I wasn't offended because, you know, you don't want to have that close relationship. Not everybody can handle that, man. No, not everybody can handle that. You got to understand something. Like, like you said with me, like, for example, right now, we're recording in the Hadrigo home. I don't let everybody in my house, boy. Oh, I know. I, I don't. Know. I just don't do it. It's not me. And here's the thing. If you see me on the outside, I am probably the most people person you know. People would think I have parties all the time, dude. Nah, the devil is a liar. Um, I just don't mess with everybody like that because I believe some people do have cruel intentions. Everybody is not your friend. That is the truest statement somebody's ever said. And you got to realize that. Not that I go into it expecting the worst from people, but at the same time, I have the expectation that you can do some foul shit. Yeah, and so I'm not the, very trusting either. Yeah. Like, so, uh, like, especially, like, if we had, you know, being in the military, you kind of get to the zone where you trust everybody off the rip, right? Because you're you're built like that. Okay. You go to a new base, people, you know, welcome you and all that stuff. Or somebody comes to your, your base and you have to welcome them. Hey, you can come over if you need this, if you need that, you need that, everything's so open. But you know, the one thing that you, you know, don't account for is if you open your home to the wrong people, man, people, I I think the worst, man, they might be casing the joint or they, you know, whatever the case may be. I just don't want everybody in my house and it's not that I don't like to have get togethers. I in fact love to have get togethers. They just don't have to be at my crib. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. So um when it comes down to that coming down to somebody's house and coming into my home. Now ooh Charlie Horse. Ooh you call it ooh Charlie Horse. <laughs> Worked on them legs today. Ooh I got the thing stretched out just in time. It was about to be real ugly up in here, boy. Yeah, well, don't look this way because I definitely ain't putting my hands on, on nothing over there, man. So ain't don't. don't I, you kept you kept looking at me, Charlie Horse, and then you looked dead at me like I I didn't even want to catch eye contact. You know, I know. Trust me, it wasn't for you to know ever. I know you. I know your. I know your old lady ain't here, man. But uh, I ain't the one, man. Calm down. It's <laughs> not that type of couch. I ain't the one, man. But shit, man, we ain't gonna hold y'all, man. Uh, this is uh, don't sleep on it. 
Couch Podcast episode 13, Dog Days of Summer. I guarantee some things are going to pop off uh, during this weekend, right after we finish recording. So if it does, whatever. We'll be it back is, right next we'll week. We'll be back. Hey, hit us up, DSC underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Email us, don't sleep on the couch at gmail.com. Whatever you got, we're here for you. You want to be on, let us know. We always looking for great guests, great topics. From my couch to yours, it's your man Hadrico signing off with my co host, Exec P A A A. We out of here. We out of here. Peace. See y'all hey. next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. Hit us up at DSC underscore podcast on the gram or send us an email at don't sleep on the couch at gmail.com. Thank you for coming to sit with us. See y'all next week.